Just last week, I was writing a poem and I sat with the word identity and I split it apart and then it said ID and entity. So the thing is, even if you take that ID part away, the mother, the therapist, the teacher, whatever, you still are an entity. You don't dissolve. Welcome to the Show Up and Surrender podcast, where we invite you to show up for yourself and surrender to whatever you find there. Join us for honest and open conversations about how we practice showing up and surrendering in our daily lives. Marcella is an applied psychologist with a passion for being the imperfect example of how to live wholeheartedly. She helps others reconnect to their own emotions and thoughts to become a more whole and connected person, you know, instead of just a walking, talking head. Biddy is a yoga teacher who is fascinated by the mind-body connection and conscious movement. When you bring these things together, you create the yummiest blend. And she uses all this to help people find what it is they need to feel the best they can. We started Show Up and Surrender because when we work together, we create things that inspire us. By sharing our conversations, we hope that they will inspire you too. It's episode 27, 27. and it's the last of the season. Yep. That flew by. Yep. That was amazing. Yes. So many good conversations. Mm -hmm. Amazing guests. And we decided to take a short break. And then it turned out that we could start season two the day before... Our, our podcast. podcast birthday. Yeah, before we turn one on February yes. 17, we come back on the 16th. Yes. I just made that so much more confusing <laughs> than it was meant to be. <laughs> no, I think it's it's two dates. Yeah, so on the 16th, we'll be back with a new season with new episodes. Yes. But for now, we are going to take a break. And the ending of this season is with an episode that I think we both... We love all our episodes, but... This one is a really good one to end with. Yeah, I'm so happy. We have a very special guest, someone we both really, really love and really, really um, admire, admire. her work. Yeah. 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 So we get to talk with Ava, who is many, many different things. But let's just say here that she's a very good friend. Yes. And we're so happy that she's here. And we hope you enjoy it as much as we did. We're so happy that you're here. And it's so nice because... Is this the first one that we're actually doing in the same room yeah. with a third person? And I'm so excited that we're doing that because it's so good to actually, like, again, for See. people listening, I'm touching Ava's arm. It's so nice. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel very comfortable with you touching me. So. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, I feel very honored also to be here and then to be here for such a great occasion like the first time you do this in a room but I have to say I'm not listening to many episodes but every time you had a guest on you know it just feels like everybody is in a room so that's you know I'm glad kudos to you thanks yeah it's always nice to have someone because we like talking to each other Mm -hmm. but I just really love what happens when another person comes along and then I do feel it's kind of different right now because it's like actual conversation. Yes, <laughs> we're actually sitting at a table. Yeah. There's coffee and mm-hmm. we just had lunch and it just 
it feels like such a natural yeah. progression of the day actually, yeah. to do it like this. So, so to the people who may not know you listening to this, could you maybe tell us a little bit more about yourself? I'm going to start with a... Mm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, wow, where do I start? Uh, I feel I am so many things. And uh, in an earlier time of my life, I would have forced myself to pick three words mm. and then stay with them, stick with them. And... Now that <laughs> I'm a little older, I don't feel old, but you know, as, as time passes, you realize actually I can be many things at the same time or after each other. Right now, in this very moment, I guess I would identify most with being an artist. Mm. And that involves so many layers and it feels really nice to say that I'm an artist yeah yeah for other people I am the mom of <laughs> um, I like how that happens I also have several girlfriends who are now really girlfriend girlfriends still as mom of so-and-so in my phone um, so yes I'm a mom mm -hmm. <laughs> of two beautiful daughters uh, who are eight and ten And um, I'm also a uh, yoga teacher, like Bidi here. <laughs> and I am a writer and I am a photographer. So, yeah, many things. I'm also a wife to a really loving husband. Um, I'm a sister. And, yeah, so you see there are there is this plethora of things that we can introduce ourselves with. And just a couple of years ago, if somebody met me in a very short moment, I would have come up with the mom thing at first. So it feels very daunting in a way, but also very liberating to, yeah, to start out with saying that I'm an artist. Yeah, I love that. I also love how that is like this growing insight, right? Like you always, because you did many of the things that you do now in your time, you did back then as well, right? The photography is something that's been with you for a long time. So I might have called you an artist when we first met <laughs> years ago, but it's so interesting to see how your view on who you are changes as you, you know, experience more and you think about things more as well. I don't think it's just the experience, but also having the awareness of what's happening in your life that helps to see the bigger picture yeah mm. I love that. and all the layers to you yeah. and yeah whatever i love what what happens to people when we when we notice this that there's because when i introduce myself i usually kind of depends on where i am but i a lot of the times i start with i'm an applied psychologist because we identify so much with our profession mm -hmm. but we're so much more than just the work that we do and it doesn't say that we are that your work is not important or it's not just as big a part of you as being a mom or being a friend or being whatever um but yeah it's it i love it when we open up more to all the parts of ourselves and not just 
our profession. I, I remember um, once I, I thought I would start introducing myself just as a human being. <laughs> but that was more like a, a statement that I wanted to make. And I, of course, totally forgot. I like that, though. Yeah. I also like how, it, like you said, it, matter, it depends on where you are, right? Like if I go um, to a retreat or something, I will introduce myself as yoga teacher, probably. And I think everyone just could hear Jilly walk. So if you hear strange sounds, that's Jilly walking around. Um, but when I go with Yost to meet some of his colleagues, I'm Yost's wife. Yeah. You know, that's how I introduce yeah. him. So you really you kind of shift shape into whatever it is that you are a little bit more in that moment, maybe. Like it's a couple yeah. of percentages yeah. more than the other things that you also are. The part of you sitting in front at yeah, that time. Exactly. Yeah. Or the one who's taking the mics on something like that. But what I like, and I'm just now noticing that, that the more aware you become that you are more layers, the more you start choosing to be in spaces where you get to be all of that at the same time. Mm. Because 10 years ago, I'm pretty sure I would not have sat down with two women that I love so much talking about how we are so many different things. Because that I did not have that awareness back then, so I also wasn't trying to create space to be all that. But now to be here actually choosing to allow all the parts that make you you be present at the same time, I love that. But that would not have happened a lot a couple of years back, like you just said as well. Mm. So it's nice to find spaces where you can do that. Mm. So we had so many things that we wanted to talk about. <laughs> so let's already just, you know, say that you'll be back for season two. Okay. Okay, thank you, because that takes, <laughs> that takes the pressure off a little bit. <laughs> yeah, and one of the things that you did want to talk about is what you do with your photography. Yeah. So maybe first tell us a little bit more, because I've experienced it, and I have to say I have had several photographers photograph me, and I, I kind of always like it because I'm photogenic. Is that the right word? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, uh, people always tell me that, and that's why I, I like going on photos, but with you, <laughs> it was, it was, um, even more, I could really feel that you are an artist when you're photographing people, because it's not just about making a nice picture and looking at the lights and, you know, the technical part of being a photographer, but it was the whole I don't know, the vibe, the environment that you created and, and the, the product, like the, the actual photographs really felt like a work of art, mm. which I guess phot photography is always, but I'm, I'm not sure if I, if I put it right, but I hope that you will tell us more about what you do so that maybe people start <laughs> understanding what I mean when I say you're special. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it was a real pleasure to have you in front of the camera and Biddy I've had in front of the camera many, many times. Yeah. And uh, as much as I um, love being behind the camera, um, I also wanted to get more a sense of what it means to be in front of the camera. So I think my love with photography goes way back probably even before I picked up a camera for the first time. I personally don't have one of these stories 
where I say, ah, oh, yeah, I was given a camera by my grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have that up my sleeve. The first time I really came in touch with, I would say, the artistic side of photography was when my then boyfriend got his first DSLR and he just started to take it everywhere. And then I got curious and then it started from there. Um, I felt uncomfortable taking photos of people for the longest time. Um, not because I don't like people or I don't <laughs> like looking at people or seeing people, but it felt very, again, it felt very daunting. So um, maybe I'm sidetracking here, but um, I've been a little girl for a really long time. And I think I've been a, a little girl way into my 20s, maybe even into my 30s. And to do something that is oh, sheer pleasure, such as photography, seemed um, unsuitable for a little nice girl that, you know, follows a certain path, um, looks for either building a family or a career or both things at the same time. But there is just no space for artistry. So that was not given to me in my family. Yet at the same time, whenever I was supposed, um, whenever I was exposed to these things, to music, <sighs> to art, to dance, to photography, I felt this pull. I was like, yes, this is where this is where my heart is. This is where this is where I see myself. Um, so it was it was actually a struggle to to get to photography, and I pushed it to the side many times. And I found all the very rational reasons why not to stay with it. So, so I, I, I put photography to the side for quite a while. A, because I was uh, focusing on building a, a career as a yoga teacher and yeah, movement facilitator, I want to call it more. And also to be there for my family. Because that's also a thing that is really important to me. It's not just because I don't present myself as a mother doesn't mean I am not a mother, right? Sure. We still pick up all the other roles as well. Uh, so I parked the photography and it felt hard. Because usually I would be half in it, just a little, dabble in it. But... Uh, at a certain point, I realized I don't have all the time and all the energy and I have to make a choice. And that, that seemed again to be the most reasonable choice because it was at that point I was not really making money from it. Um, it was a nice thing to do. People did ask me to take their photos, but it was usually people that I had already known or yeah, it felt like from my side, it felt more like doing a favor. And then... It actually felt like, oh, they are doing me a favor because they knew mm -hmm. I would love to <laughs> do more in that sense. So again, you see, I'm, I, I, was really, I was really doing good at keeping myself small and again and again trying to reason um, with myself by saying, yeah, you know, these are the voices in your head and they've always been there and they will always be there. So I was also just, I was really feeding into that. And a little bit later, with COVID, I think we can all say things changed on so many levels and my work situation changed. 
my work as a yoga teacher became so different and I was really struggling to find into this new setting. So it came out of a, I don't know, there were several things that came together, but long story short, last year I started turning the camera on myself more. And it's not like I never have done that before. Like I remember um, people used to tell me, you're super photogenic, like you have a head face. I was like, what is head face? <laughs> <laughs> um, but when my daughters were born, I did, t I did continue taking pictures, but I didn't put myself into poses or, you know, did nice selfies on travels, but I took uh, pictures of my daughters. So a long time, the photography was about actually was feeding also into that mothering role. And then I was, I think I, I stalled somewhere. I felt like, okay, this is nice, uh, but this cannot be all of it. So that's when I, when I, when I stopped. And then uh, with, with COVID and ourselves being at home a lot and this constant feeling of being, I don't want to say controlled, but just observed of and I had the feeling I needed, I needed a room of my own. And I live in a house that has many rooms, but it doesn't have enough room so that we all have our own bedrooms. So what I did is I took those pockets of time, those rooms or windows of time, time windows, maybe just 30 minutes in the morning or late at night where I just would... I would just take out my phone or sometimes, yes, then already the camera to look at myself because I had the feeling I had to look at all these other people around me all the time, take care of them, tend to their needs. But I never had time just to be with me. And that really became a sort of ritual to, yes, to come back to me and see myself on, on all these levels that I am. So not as a mom, but as a woman and as a human being, <laughs> a feeling human being, and especially the being part. That's what I loved when you were pondering about why is it that we identify so much with our profession? I think it, yes, it depends. It, it comes with the context, where we are, who we are with, but usually, we introduce ourselves or we um yeah we give ourselves an an identity so that the so that we can safely establish a connection with whoever we are with i think it's a lot about that yeah and if you're in the playground uh people will react more relaxed around you if you say oh this is my kid <laughs> then i'm an artist says, i'm a sexual therapist or mm -hmm. i'm i don't know you know, something that you are too, but like, okay, but why are you here? I think this, <laughs> yeah. a lot sure. of times the, the why question is in the room and this is really about friend or fiend and like our nervous system trying to just be okay with meeting new people, right? Yeah. So within the first few seconds, you need to know, can I trust you or not? So I think that's why it's important to at a certain time. And I think most of the time we do a great job at picking like opening <laughs> opening up your pocket and okay which identity which, yeah. <laughs> which id card am i gonna pull out you're gonna pull it out yeah um just last week i was writing a poem and i sat with the word identity and i split it apart and then it said id 
an entity. So the thing is, even if you take that ID part away, the mother, the therapist, the teacher, whatever, you still are an entity. You don't dissolve. Mm-hmm. You are still here. And I like that. Yeah. I love that. Wow. Yeah. Can, can I go back to something you said before? Because that piqued sure. my interest because we've known each other for a long time and I did not know this <laughs> about you. You said that you found it um, hard to see other people through or to, to take photos of other people. And I was wondering, because now that you've been on the other side of the lens so much, that must have changed or impacted how you look through the lens when you're taking photos of others as well, right? Because you experience both sides more often now. How has it changed that for you and how? Um, I want, yeah, I want to say it has changed. To me, it feels like it has changed. I can also imagine that if you ask a person that was with me in a session that I was taking pictures of, that they would send something or maybe not. Um, for me, what has really changed is that I am not looking at, so I look through the lens and I don't necessarily even see the final picture so much, the final photo, mm-hmm. like with all the technicalities, the light, I st- you know, I still pay attention to all these things. Yet at the same time, I pay much more attention to how the person is actually doing in this very moment. And I have the feeling I it helps me to take pauses when we need them, when otherwise I would have just kept uh, releasing the shutter and 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 looking for more great shots it has it has helped me to yeah to to see the process of uh taking the picture really more of that as a process not just in the outcome on the other side and i have I have gotten some really, really nice feedbacks. Well, from you guys, of course, <laughs> but also from other people that I have worked with this year and also in the past year that have said to me, like, you see me, you, you see me. And that's, and, and this is the, this is like the, this is like the greatest compliment or like when, when I, when I have somebody say that to me, I know my, my, my job is done here. This is, this is the work I want to do. Um, yes, I want people to have beautiful pictures that they can put on their living room walls and send uh, wedding invitations to their family with. I think it's still much more valuable to have that time to have somebody look at you so then you can look at yourself and see yourself. How many times have we seen a picture of us and we know, oh my God, that's the thickest smile, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Other people might not even notice. They're like, oh, you look really cute. And you're like, yeah, but that's my thick smile. <laughs> <laughs> and I think with so much, well, everybody can be a photographer these days. Uh, you know, Photoshop does so many mm. great things. Uh, so... I'm not even so much worried about the technical side, but this, but capturing a person's essence or how they are at this very moment, this is something that you will not be able to recreate with Photoshop. And that's 
that's what makes it special and i really want people to feel that this is special not just to for me to witness and then capture but also for them to be in that experience like take the time it seems so selfish still to many to have your picture taken i wonder actually if that also stems way back from a time when it was um only reserved to mm. people of a certain status to have their picture mm. taken off yeah. Yeah. for their portrait like their painting portrait? even exactly. before yeah. exactly maybe i mean that's long ago but i think that's that's actually where it comes like who am i to have taken pictures of me and then maybe dress up in those pictures mm -hmm. and be someone else just for the fun of it or just for the moment just to see myself yeah. I think you touch on something really interesting there as well because I think a lot of people are scared to actually see themselves. Right? Oh yes. <laughs> so, so then to I actually don't accept myself. Yeah, exactly. So, but that makes it all the more interesting because mm. you recognizing that and and knowing that that's also a part of you to then turn the camera on yourself makes it such a complex, beautiful thing. Because I love that you started doing it to have time with yourself. Because I think anyone who went through COVID understands the need to have time for yourself if you live in a house with other people during lockdowns or quarantines. And I think that's an amazing way to do it. But then to also make that choice to do it when you don't always want to look at yourself because it's confrontational. And sometimes it hurts and sometimes it, you see things that you don't want to see, right? When you look at yourself. I think that's such a beautiful thing. And then you are doing... It's still, and you are doing it, I think, I want to say bolder, bigger. It's becoming such a beautiful thing that you could you post them on Instagram as well. And you have to tell us more about all of your plans in a moment. <laughs> but I can't wait in the morning when I turn on my phone yeah. because that's one of the things that I go is I go to see if you posted and what you posted because not only are the photos stunning, the self-portraits that you take, but you write your poetry and you mm. couple them together and it's it's almost like you have like this straight line into <laughs> my heart somehow like it's always it always touches me and I think part of it sure because you're my sister and I love you so much but also because it's raw and it's honest and unapologetic unapologetic and it seems and I know that it's not but it seems unafraid because you put yourself out there in a way that I think um, a lot of people would not dare to do. And I was wondering if you could just tell us a little bit more about that part of it. Like, okay, good. Because you're doing that with mm. you, but now you're also sharing it. Yeah. How is that for you? <laughs> <laughs> it's scary still. It's scary every time. Yeah. Yeah. And on different levels because... Um, well, yeah, you touched up on uh, my Instagram. So that's where that whole thing then actually where I, I allowed myself to make that visible. I don't know what it is. I always had the feeling like the things that I do and feel on the inside, I want to share them. Not necessarily because I want to appear as a great artist or the person who has it all figured out or something, but because... That's just me, like something comes in and it just has to. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like I'm just a, I'm just a medium. 
without sounding too, without wanting to sound too woo woo. Mm-hmm. Um, I must have sensed that early on that other people are having the same struggles as I do. But maybe because I was a single child for 11 years, almost 12, and um, my parents divorced when I was seven. So everything, I had family, but everything was very, what do you call it? Scattered. Scattered. And there was not this feeling of being able to very freely open up to at least one person all the time. Didn't feel like that. It always felt very... I needed to check. I needed to see, okay, is this actually safe? So there was a lot of tiptoeing around. And that's why I, as a teenager, a lot of times I would not open up. I would not say things. I would still do things. <laughs> but I would keep them like hidden away. Um, but then in my 20s, I was just like, yeah, this is actually great. And, and people do like me uh, for this person that I am right for this like wow going and 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 being naughty also from time to time but it kept like going up and down in waves because then you're you feel pulled back into this oh but at some point I should be a mom and a mom doesn't do this or that so a lot of these things a lot of polarities I guess so it's still very scary what has helped me get more comfortable with being uncomfortable and I know I know this is like you can google that there's a million pages on that Mm -hmm. um I do have to say just no not just reading more and exposing myself more and more to people who I felt I could identify with on certain levels right Mm -hmm. so Definitely hearing Brene Brown talk about this changed a lot for me. But then each time something really impactful happened in my life, for example, the loss of a parent, in my case, um, my mother and my father-in-law, but then also personal losses um, have created many opportunities uh, where with a person that I had known for some, for a certain time, like we, mm-hmm. uh, I think our relationship also deepened in those moments when there was so much pain that I could I could not contain that pain anymore. I just it kind of just spilled open. But then somebody else was there. You were there, and you said, "That's totally normal. It happens to all of us." And so, having had that awareness, I think other people must have the same things going on but never ever communicating Mm -hmm. about it and then the moments I allowed myself to speak about it and even if my voice was trembling and even if my heart was up here in my throat I was I would still do it and I am still forever grateful to Don one of my main teachers when I did my yoga teacher training Mm -hmm. uh I was so afraid of her before my exam because I knew that she 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 saw through me. She mm-hmm. would really just cut through the bullshit. But that is because she saw that I had so much she she already saw the person that I would become on the other side. And she just gave me this little extra push that I would have shied away from to make it through. And then I think once I got through that and I got more comfortable in my other role as a yoga teacher to speak in public 
to take my time when I speak, to actually have two-way conversations instead of having the feeling I have to defend myself mm. all the time or explain myself, right? Yeah. Justify. So I think that helped me get more comfortable with being uncomfortable. I still don't always seek the most discomfort <laughs> because I don't think I'm a masochistic person. <laughs> um, but yes, I think that is what, 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 what has helped or what is helping. And then every time, every time I receive a message from somebody or in a conversation, when I see somebody in real life and they will talk about a photo that they have sh uh, seen and then they would tell me what an impact that has had on them and I'm like wow like there this is really something that is bigger than me so I I just know I I have to keep doing it because mm -hmm. I'm I'm no longer just doing I'm no longer just doing it for myself I'm doing it for so many other people who don't have the means the voice, the strength, or whatever, the time to to do this. Yeah. I think I finally get what it is that makes it special. And I think it counts for both your self-portraits and the portraits you make of others. And I think it's about being congruent from inside and out. So in your portraits, you try to capture the other person or yourself just as you are in this moment. And that it's not about, as you said, what you want the picture to look like or the ID card that you want to pull out right now. It's how you are right now and that the inside is the same or congruent. I don't know if there's a better word for it as... As what you show or see on the outside or in the picture mm -hmm. and I think that a lot of people can feel that that is such a different way of showing up talking about it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> than always trying to push forward the best side of you or the safest side of you to be in that moment um, because it's more I I struggle because I wanted to say more true, but it sounds like doing it the other way is not good. That's not what I mean. Mm -hmm. But we can feel that there's a... As your teacher, she could see through you. So she could see what's behind the facade that we all keep up. And that's mm -hmm. helpful for us to survive. So it's fine that it's there. But when we see through that or behind that, or when we open up a little bit of that... I always like to think of it as opening up my heart and, and being vulnerable enough to get hurt, but also being vulnerable enough to truly feel pleasure or truly feel love or connection with all the good parts. So I think that's it. Hmm. What makes your portraits different or yeah, what makes it art? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's an authenticity to it. Right? Yeah, it's it's you can just tell that it's it comes from your heart to the heart of the person that you are taking a photo of, whether that's you or someone else. Yeah, I I, I took photos with you many times, like we said. <laughs> so I did that before COVID, 
and after COVID. And quite selfishly or egocentrically, I thought that our last session was so special because we've grown so much closer over the years. And I think that is part of it. I never made the link that it's also because of everything you've been doing with the photography and yourself in the year prior. It makes so much sense. And I love how I was aware of both, but I never <laughs> put them together. together. But, it, but, the, but it is different. Like every time I have a session with you, it is more intimate somehow. It's like somehow you make the rest of the world disappear and it's okay to just be there in that moment. And that is, I've been on the other side of the camera quite a few times as well. I never had that with anyone else. And I think that's like your superpower that you can actually <laughs> just, it seems easily, I'm, I'm sure it's not easy always, but it's like so natural for you to have people actually be themselves without even thinking about it, which I love. And I think that works through in all the other things that you do as well, because you also bring that when you teach a movement class, which is amazing. And I highly recommend that if you're local, you go try out Ava's classes, because they're my favorite classes. <laughs> <laughs> but can you tell us, because I think yeah, we're running, I was thinking we're running a little bit. No, actually, it's not that bad. Maybe while processing all the nice feathers we put in your butt for being awesome. <laughs> uh, can you tell us a little bit more about what you're planning to do? Because I don't even know yet. I'm sure you talked with Biddy about it. Sure, but... sure. I would like to go back mm -hmm. and just add one more thing uh, that you both brought up. The often the congruency, the inside and the outside. And uh, seeing ourselves what we as we actually look like, yeah. um, both with the self-portraits yeah. uh, and with uh, the portraits that I take of other people. And as I, I'm hoping or as I'm working on in my work uh, to work yeah, more with women, is that we, that we also allow ourselves to see ourselves how others see us without eyes. You know, I take away blemishes or something, but I don't do a lot of Photoshop, like a lot of post-processing on the pictures that I take because I'm like, yeah, that is you. And you are awesome. You're amazing. You're beautiful. And I don't say that because you're paying me for this or because I want to flatter you. It is because it is true. It's not about the wrinkles. It's not about the zit. It's not about the laugh that seems awkward Quirky. to you. Yeah. But this is why people love you. Yeah. This is why... The person you it's wake up next of to is exactly yeah. not despite it. No, because exactly. Of it. This is the reason. Mm. Like, can you see that? Mm. Can you just see for a moment how amazing you are? And again, I think because I've been told as a child and as a teenager, I didn't know like to you know, oh you 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 had a lot to eat over the holidays or all the things like being too small. Like there are so many things, and I know we all have them. But can we just put that to the side and really come back to seeing normal people? And I'm, I, I choose, I chose portrait like um, privates or personal portrait photography because I really want to work in a realm where I can be an artist, where I don't have uh, the briefing of my client <laughs> who says, oh, we need this kind of photo with that much background and, and this pause. Mm. And, because that's not what I'm interested in. There are great people out there who do that kind of work. I don't need to do that. 
But even so, I think if we establish a more mm, natural and all-encompassing sense of what beauty is or what people look like uh, when it comes to taking photos just for the fun of it, that will help to change the media landscape. We, I see it happening now. Big companies are, are being bold, yeah. right? Not bold enough still, but there are, you know, they're like little mushrooms. They're coming up here mm -hmm. and there. And the younger generations, they are really, they are so much more un unapologetic about this than us. Like, if you are interested in that and you, you Google or you use the, the, the search word uh, body positivity or um, body image, you will see a plethora of, of normal shaped bodies that are out there with stretch marks, with scars, different sizes, uh, noses that somebody else would call crooked. Well, it's a nose, right? So I think when we keep exposing ourselves and exposing others to all types of um, human beings, then our definition of what is beautiful, uh, of what is worth striving for will become different and it will be, it will be more easy for people to just be themselves instead mm. of always having the feeling they have to work on themselves. Inside and out. Inside and out. <laughs> yeah. 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 When I turned the camera on me, that was really confrontational. Um, like, oh, wow, I have that many wrinkles. Why are all these red spots there? My left eye is smaller than my right eye. My left shoulder is lower than the other. My, my one boob looks different than the other. Where's all this cellulitis coming from? Like all these <laughs> things, of course, like going yeah. through. Yeah. And then I, I sit with the photo. I'm like, before I post, like, okay, do I edit? What do I edit? Or do I decide not to show it at all? Because mm -hmm. I, you know, like you see your, what do you call that? Love handles. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then the most, <clears throat> the most brave or the most challenging or more, most scary moments are actually for me when I use a picture, when I choose a picture that goes, yeah, that, you know, mm -hmm. where I already know this will not be considered beautiful. And um, it's always interesting to, to me to see which pictures or which poems, uh, which posts create uh, more um, traffic, <laughs> more likes, yeah. more comments. Uh, comments. It varies. But what I've come to realize is that, so for anybody out there <laughs> who needs to up their Instagram, number one, not rule, like recommendation mm. number one tip use the eyes people love when they see an image of somebody it doesn't matter who who looks into the camera and if there is a smile that's even better these are not always my favorites but that's what i've come to feel like people want to see you and that seeing happens when you really truly show yourself mm. yeah. yeah so Coming back to your question, <laughs> I have I have a lot of plans and I already know that I will not get them all done in the time that I hope to. 
but that's also something that comes with aging and also the fluid concept the, the fluid concept of time that we see now like and creating right, right? Yeah. um I, but i do show up <laughs> i do show up for myself and make time for the things that are important to me so um i will by the time this podcast is is published i will already be 40 years and uh just i think two or three months before that birthday i thought i felt i want to be really bold also bold with myself and go out there and say i'm gonna publish a book <laughs> so that's there mm-hmm. um because i had the feeling the responses from the self-portraits and the poetry that i've been sharing on instagram has been so great and people i want to share that with more people and again instagram is just a bubble right yeah so i want to share it with more people and also because i want it's it's my work and with social media everything is so floaty floaty and uh also just temporary so i thought no i i want to have a book like put a book in a bookshelf that has a not only my name on it because I already wrote one book, my thesis, <laughs> but I would never read my thesis again. <laughs> but if there is one thing that I want to leave behind is probably words and images, because this is what it feels to me is my, whatever, my, my legacy or my calling. It's again, coming back to the roles, my, my first and main identity is storyteller. I'm a storyteller through and through. I've always been writing and then I picked up different mediums or ways of uh, um, conveying a story and then to have that in one book and then with something that is so personal. So the book will contain um, self-portraits and poetry and short prose. a lot of those I have already written and also shared. It's not like I'm, you know, I'm doing this just behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. But of course, there will be more that I'm not sharing uh, yet. And again, it's A, it's for me. A, B, it's for me, you, <laughs> <laughs> for my bookshelf. For you too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and for all the others that are out there and just might need a visual reminder that it's okay to to show yourself how you are Mm. i love that me too i cannot (laughs) wait of course we will put Put links links anywhere everything (laughs) everywhere so you can uh, follow ava or maybe uh, support her book that will be coming out because there will be ways for that as well yes as we're speaking, I'm setting up a Patreon page. Um, so just like in the good old days, <laughs> where artists were relying on wealthy people to support them so that they could do their art without starving. Um, yeah, I'll set up um, a page where people can just find out more about me and my work, but also support me in different ways. And that can be as little as, you know, a... I don't know, like a, a cup of coffee a month, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. 
to maybe something bigger. So there will be different options because people have been approaching you and have said, I want to support you in this. And uh, I really appreciate that. And it also gives me, yeah, the courage and the strength to keep doing it and to be even more bolder because I know, I, I feel like, oh my mm. God, there's still so much. Um, yeah. But I'm pacing myself. I want to make it a slow burn and not like one big fire. And <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Yeah, and a sigh. Thank you so much, Ava. Oh, I, I'm sure we will have you back because mm. there's so much more to ask and to talk about. Oh, yeah. But I hope that people will go and click on all the links that we put everywhere. Because I, as Biddy said, I, and we talked about this earlier, that I, I love how Instagram is also a place where I find inspiration. Mm -hmm. And you are definitely one of the people who I, because of looking at how bold you are, it kind of reminds me of, oh yeah, that is what, how I want to live. So it's not only beautiful art and beautiful poems to look at, but it's at the same time a reminder for, well, for me and I hope for the people that are listening right now to go be yourself go show yourself and be reminded of that yes and it's, instagram and the book <laughs> <laughs> and it's so beautiful that 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 works in it's, it's reciprocal i think if we open ourselves up to see the boldness and the beauty and the strength in other people so we are allowing them to be that mm -hmm. we can we can let that inspire us and there's always something that inspires them from us mm -hmm. I love how this works and there's oh my god there's that's again another whole episode but just this whole feeling of not being good enough of not being perfect enough of not not having enough training the legs whatever just do it and celebrate yourself in doing that and celebrate others so i think that's the only way we can make a change a lasting change if we just keep feeding each other that support that we all need, right? Mm, absolutely. So that whole division, and I came, I come from a corporate setting where it was a lot of women, and then they were the meanest people to each other. Mm -hmm. It's like, this mm -hmm. is not the kind of a working environment or a living environment I wanna be in. I wanna be in a space that feels where you can show up as you are and fully, so, that's also like, I love the title of, of the podcast. Like we show up and we surrender to what is. And that's also what my photography uh, is to me. So thank you for, mm. for letting me be here and, and have these beautiful conversations. Yeah. Oh, I love you, woman. Thank you so much. <laughs> I love you too.